Over the years, he's given you the money line, the business special report. He's a best-selling author, news anchor. Dobbs mania sweeps the country. And now, he's taking his talents to 77 WABC. It's Lou Dobbs Sunday on 77 WABC. Welcome, everybody, to Lou Dobbs Sunday. Great to be with you. Great to have you with us. Uh, glad you're sharing part of your Sunday with us, uh, and we appreciate it. We're going to talk about it. I, I hope we're going to be able to talk about it all because I have a list a mile long about things I think we might want to talk about. They're interesting things, I think, to all of us, uh, including, uh, frankly, the United States seems to be in some sort of war. I thought I'd bring that up uh, because no one else seems to want to talk about it. The U.S. and United Kingdom (laughs) navies over the Red Sea shooting down 15 attack drones uh, fired presumably by the Iranian-sponsored Houthis. I I thought that was interesting. you know, it's just sort of like a little blip. Uh, you know, somebody's attacking us and they shot them down and therefore there's no consequence. There's no response. Uh, it, it sounds like just about everything else this administration does, in fact. But then I, I see this report out of the Pentagon. Uh, just about a hundred of our troops in Syria and Iraq. That's right, folks. You would be forgiven if you did not know that we had U.S. service members in Iraq and Syria, but we do, and a hundred of them have been wounded, almost a hundred, and 19 of them, 19 of them have suffered traumatic brain trauma, 19, Uh, and again, no response from the Pentagon, no response from the White House, no statement, Uh, and this is flaring up uh, in Iraq, uh, in Syria, over the Red Sea, uh, and who knows where else? Because not everything else, you may have noticed, <laughs> not everything else does the government report. It's not, by the way, just the Biden government that doesn't do that. It's all government over the course of uh, our recent history. Uh, we, uh, But this administration is certainly the worst among them all. I, I always say about the Biden administration, there are three types of information that they they share. Uh, it is disinformation, misinformation, and no information at all. And these these attacks on our service members, on our our ships, uh, all are in the latter category. Just no information. Move along, uh, even though it appears that somebody thinks they're at war with us. Now it seems to me we should make some sort of determination about that. I don't want to give anything away to the Biden White House, but this seems to me an appropriate time to mention what in the heck is going on and why are we putting our our navies uh, and our uh, troops in Syria and, and Iraq in harm's way somebody needs to explain that i believe to the american people i may be maybe i'm just overreacting and i will accept responsibility for that i'd rather have too much information than not enough I, I, it's it's terrible and by the way it's happening at a terrible time Here's, here's a number I want you to, to think about. 1.3 million. That's how many people are in the United States military right now. Do you know that's the lowest number in 80 years? And it's not an accident. I, I don't believe any longer uh, have they failed in their recruiting goals just by accident or just because 
Americans, young Americans, don't want to serve in the military. Uh, I think they've made a big deal out of critical race theory, critical legal theory, if you prefer, uh, and ESG, although that relates more to, uh, obviously, corporate America, uh, or DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And they've rolled it all up into a program for the United States military, uh, whose principal job is to go out and kill people. I mean, you can say it a lot of ways, but the U.S. military is there to go kill our enemies. Uh, and that's sort of a bizarre sort of Marxist bunch of slogans uh, to to go out to meet the enemy with. I, I just <laughs> I can't blame anyone in this country who's thinking about the military who says, you know, I don't think I'm going to participate in that particular madness. And so just, uh, you know, mark me down for maybe the next cycle. Uh, but anyway, there we are, 1.3 million people, fewer than we had before we got into World War II. Think about that. That's insane. Uh, and it's not getting, it's not going to get a lot better unless they want to spend, um, well, enormous sums of money for enlistment bonuses. They're already, in many cases, I understand, uh, putting out an, en- an enlistment bonus of $50,000. Now that, that is a serious bonus. I don't know how high it'll have to go, but it's going to be sort of Wall Street numbers if they keep this up. And, and you know, and they're losing people every day. The, the, the mandated vaccines, uh, thousands of our, our military leaving the service. Uh, these are men and women with great experience, combat experience, uh, particular skills, and they're leaving in droves. And, I mean, it's, it's, it's unending, and they can't keep up with it. And as a result, this country right now is as vulnerable as I think we've been uh, in a very long time. Uh, We don't want to think about it being that small, uh, but there it is. A country that has, I I would say, the population in, uh, I'm going to guess at this. I think the population in 1940-41 was somewhere around maybe 100 million. It was pretty close to that, 100 million. And here we are at 360 million, 3.6 million, I should say, 360 million. Uh, It's just insane. It's over triple what it was, and and our military is smaller than what it was. And it isn't because of technology, folks, because one thing we learned a long time ago, it takes boots on the ground to win wars. And it's a tough lesson to learn, but we've learned it. And I hope that we've also learned not to put those boots on the ground unless it is for the uh, the absolute um, interest of the United States, the national security interest, and that we ourselves are threatened or our allies. Uh, by the way, to change subjects, President Barack Obama, he this, this, I don't know if you ever read about it but or heard about it, the big deal that he and Michelle have got uh, with Netflix, he's doing a little consulting. And so he did some consulting on a, on a Netflix movie. He's got that deal with Netflix. And the movie is called Leave the World Behind. Now, my wife and I saw it the other day with one of the grandkids. And I have to say, we, we just sort of stopped in the middle of it. I don't want to give anything away, even though I don't uh, particularly like the movie. But I, I, there's just this moment where I thought of Barack Obama. And now I know why, because of all of the backlash that has come up 
uh, all of the <laughs> the flack he's getting. Because the movie, now believe this or not, now remember, it is, after all, Barack Obama, who I believe is the most divisive president in, in this country's history, at least until President Biden took office. And, and he has a line in there demonizing white people, if you can believe it, in this movie. It is just sort of off the cuff. It's very uh, lightly delivered, but it is a brick uh, through glass in that moment. And and he's getting a lot of heat for it, and I think appropriately so. Uh, but uh, maybe he's not cut out for the, well, you know what? I think it may actually build his bona fides and credentials for being a consultant to Hollywood because he's uh, created a lot of controversy, and it's a, an offensive and divisive uh, element that apparently he added to the movie. But, you know, he's not the most divisive president. Uh, I think Biden, in only three years, remember, Obama was with us for eight, well, plus the third term, which you could argue is the Biden term, but we'll call it, we'll call it eight. Biden has already, without any question, uh, been more divisive even than Barack Obama. Whether you look at the open border, I, by the way, I call the southern border now, 2,000 miles long. Biden has just said, you know, you all take, do it that, what you want. Uh, and when he said y'all, he was talking to the cartels, and they have. So that, I think we should call the southern border the southern cartel border because the cartels control that border one way or another on both sides of that border. Northern Mexico, southern United States, you can take it to the bank. The cartels are running it because of sex trafficking at unheard of levels already. They're bringing in not only fentanyl that kills 100,000 people a year. By the way, really a big response by the government, the Biden regime, huh, to fentanyl. We're losing 100,000 Americans a day. Every year we lose more people to fentanyl. Uh, which is, of course, manufactured by the Chinese uh, and the Mexican drug cartels and then shipped across the cartel border here to kill Americans. And nobody says a word. I mean, they don't. no one's going, this has got to stop. No one says, we've got to get the military out. We've got to do something. Nobody even says, just say no. At least Nancy Reagan said, just say no. And here we are right now. In the end of 2023, and another 100,000 Americans are dead. A comment without memorial, without response from this country in its political policies or its law enforcement policies or uh, its military uh, possibilities. I do have to say, I thought that President Trump had a very good idea. He said that if we want to stop this, let's drop a few missiles on the cartels. You know, just target them, bring in the military, and be done with it. Because the market, the cartels are running Mexico. If you haven't figured that out, I'd be surprised. They're running Mexico. And by the way, I think they're running a couple of states down south, too, you know, just north of that cartel border. So we're delighted you're with us. We're going to take up a lot of issues. And amongst those issues, we're going to take up uh, this administration, this political race, and um, also, again, we're hearing uh, a lot about uh, another germ has been found by the CDC. 
So prepare. You'll be asked to immediately put on a mask, social distance from every wall, every person. And you will also be asked uh, to take some sort of jab in the arm because if the stocks of the of the vaccine companies start to drop a little, and they've dropped a lot, you know, the government will naturally want us to all boost them. We take a booster to boost them. How's that? We boost you, they boost us. You know, there we go. And we're going to talk about what's happening in our elite universities and colleges around the country, what's happening on the streets of this country, what is happening in the national media, what's happening in Hollywood. And we're going to examine one thing for sure, and that is what's going to happen in 2024, where uh, I have to say, and I've got to share this with you immediately, uh, Barack Obama, it is reported, is very, well, suspicious that Joe Biden can't win. Now, when that comes out, there's several levels to that. Barack Obama is saying he's concerned, and I believe that. But I think it's also a statement to all of his followers, uh, his uh, acolytes. Uh, it sounds like a cult, doesn't it? Uh, all of his, all of his people, to uh, to get in line behind something that he's going to be he's going to be uh, advocating here very soon. So, Joe Biden, if you're listening to us today, and I know you must want to, if you don't, uh, be sure to take note that Mr. Obama has some, well, some questions about your future. And, indeed, the latest polls shows so do the rest of us. Amazing polls. Uh, But this poll, the Biden poll from the Pew Research, 33%, a new low for President Biden and a new low for any president at this point in his presidency. We're going to take all of that up. We want to hear from you. We're going to have a great conversation this uh, Lou Dobbs Sunday. The number is, I've got to give you a couple of numbers here, 77 WABC, because I love to just give you that give you that number, number 77 WABC. And then the phone number is 800-848-9222, 800-848-9222. We'll be right back with you. And the conversation begins. Stay with us. We'll have some fun. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. It's Lou Dobbs Sunday on 77 WABC. Welcome back. Great to have you with us on Lou Dobbs Sunday. You know, I just want to mention uh, very quickly a book that I've really enjoyed, and I want to give, uh, give some credit to Seamus Bruner, who is the author of this book, it's called Control Agarks. Uh, control Agarks. Uh, play on oligarchs in control. But it's really a terrific book. And I would urge you to take a look at it if you're interested in such things as, uh, well, how, how the world really operates and who's doing what to whom. Uh, we are the to whom and they are the to, 
the ones doing the doing. Uh, but it's a terrific book, and it really breaks new ground in all that is happening in Washington, D.C. in particular, and uh, certainly uh, in uh, big tech, uh, big Wall Street, and a few other places as well. I think you'll enjoy it. Again, the, the book is Controligarchs, and it's Seamus Bruner. And by the way, I don't get a commission. I have no interest in that. I'm just recommending it to you because I found the book to be very interesting. Uh, so let's let's do this. I have one other thing sort of in my craw. I've been reading, and I've been reading a, a, a book about uh, Roosevelt's secret war, uh, and it's a book that's out of print. It's, it's But anyway, by, it's a terrific book by Joseph Persico, uh, and it's fascinating. And I'm just going through organizing some of the conspiracy theories that uh, emanated Years after World War II, obviously. But in 63, we had JFK's assassination, the assassination of Martin Luther King, Robert F. Kennedy, uh, RFK, uh, Rich, you know, and then something happened and people don't pay attention to this, uh, is an event. But we also had the Pentagon Papers come out in 1971. I can remember it like yesterday because it was an earthquake, folks. I, I We found out that the government was lying and lying some more. And in effect, uh, was responsible for killing uh, thousands and thousands of Americans. 58,000 Americans lost their lives in Vietnam. Uh, and, uh, you know, I once asked Henry Kissinger, did we ever once... Did you ever once consider victory in Vietnam? And he said, straight up, no. That was a straightforward answer. Two two letters, one word, no. And the Pentagon Papers obviously uh, reflect that. And the deceit and the deception of government uh, that is that it knows no bounds of when the government means to deceive and to, to keep secrets. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about that uh, in the course of the show this afternoon, because I found that I find that interesting uh, where we are right now and, and how much we can trust our government, how much you trust the government. Um, and I want to go first here to, uh, to Sal and Sal, welcome to Lou Dobbs Sunday. Lou Paisano, I'm going to hit your rapid fire. Hope you're sitting down. I'm ready. Bottom line is this. Some major points. Sailor Sal from Staten Isle. Uh, men of military age in their teens, 20s, 30s. Of summer gang tattoos. And the only Salvation Army still left on Staten Island. Getting vouchers courtesy of this as courteous Eric Adams and Catholic Charities. For 13 months, I tried to get vouchers for brother and sister American veterans. And they waited and they were denied. Also, we have the smallest Navy since the 1930s. We're very vulnerable because of brainless Biden and abomination. Also, I want to bring a happy note to this. Uh, the wonderful organization, info at pauseofwar.org out of Suffolk County. They help American veterans and their service animals. They did a wonderful story, Keith Lopez, for the Wednesday and Thursday after Thanksgiving on WPIX. You can Google it. They are a noble charity, the most noble animal charity. They make a difference for American veterans because our pets, our service animals are our family. And right. you are family, Lou. You well, thank, stand up for us. 
Thank you, Sal. I appreciate that very much, uh, and thanks for the call. And uh, we'll uh, we'll give that a we'll give the cause of uh, war a, a booster or or a hundred here on the uh, Lou Dobbs Sunday Show. I guarantee you. Uh, thanks, Sal. Let's go to Rocco. Rocco, good to have you with us on Lou Dobbs Sunday. Lou, it's an absolute pleasure. You're a legend. You're a legend. I followed you all the way back from the 1980s. I run a hedge fund. You're a legend, my man. Welcome to 77 WABC for truth, justice, I love it. and the American way. Yay! The American way, Lou. Okay. <laughs> So I appreciate that, Rocco. That was very kind, and uh, it's good to have you with us on Lou Dobbs Sunday. Uh, let's uh, let's do this. Let's go to uh, let's see. Let's go to uh, let's go to Gary right now. Uh, Gary, good to have you with us. Uh, Lou, this yeah, this is Jerry. Oh, uh, Gary, Jerry. <laughs> That's no. It doesn't matter. Uh, I apologize. If it does matter. I hate to get a, a man or a woman's name wrong. I just wanted to uh, <clears throat> bring up a couple of things. I wanted to thank you for all the work you did on immigration from way back when. Uh, the thing that I'm complaining about the terrible job that conservatives and Republicans do in confronting this junk science on climate crisis. There is no climate crisis. The climate's been changing for four and a half billion years, and whatever's happening now has happened before and it will happen again. The idea that the small warming that has taken place since the end of the uh, or the beginning of the industrial uh, revolution is is unique is ridiculous. It's not unique. It's perfectly natural. And the third thing is the idea that CO2 controls the climate and controls climate change is purely bizarre. And just one last thing, how much effort we are wasting and money and time on this junk science. I remember back in the 50s, there was kind of a comedic movie where an American general was in charge of the Japanese occupation, and he said uh, jokingly, I'm going to teach these Japanese about democracy if I have to kill every one of them. And I believe that's the motto of the climate people. Uh, they don't care how much damage they do. They don't care how much stupidity they put out there. It's, an, it's a cult. It's an ideology. And we have to attack the basic foundation of that nonsense. Or we're going to, I mean, the liberals have found nirvana when they're talking about climate, because the climate affects everybody. There'll never be enough. If we do something, we'll never be enough of what we did. If we don't do it, it's because we didn't do It's an endless series of stupidity, and we have to attack it. Well, I think you're exactly right. And and what we're talking about is an Alinsky worldview where keep moving the goalposts for whatever they want. It's a Marxist philosophy. It is a radical uh, philosophy, of course. And what they're trying to do is change our culture, to change uh, everything about this country. Uh, and uh, you're exactly right. Uh, let's go to let's go to Mike in Princeton. Welcome to the show. How you doing, Mr. Dobbs? Uh, I'm an 83-year-old Navy veteran, and I think what we got to do here is put the wall back up. And on that wall, like the Vietnam 
memorial wall, we should put every name of every person that died from fentanyl since Biden's been president. Well, that's what I, I think. I, I think that's right. And you know what's interesting is the the Biden administration started floating this idea that they would trade billions of dollars if the Congress, if the House would uh, give them uh, the, that funding for Ukraine, he would consider doing some things for border security. Wasn't that nice of him? But one of the things he said in it was that a wall would be helpful, that it would work. Uh and it's all, you know, of course, it's uh, puffery and nonsense. And uh, he was just floating what turned out to be a dead duck uh, because nobody's going to play that way. I think no one's going to play that way. Uh, although the speaker, the new speaker of the House, included billions of dollars for Ukraine, uh, but didn't get anything on the border. So I, what we need to do is build a wall. There's no question that President Trump was exactly right about that. Uh, the 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 people who say that they don't want to have a wall for one reason or the other, well, you know, every everybody's got a wall and a fence, and they tend to work. And I happen to believe that this is absolutely essential when you've got a 2,000-mile-long now uh, border, now controlled by the cartels, you need to be in control of that border. And that'll, of course, have to wait for a new administration. But uh, there's no question. The wall is absolutely necessary, and right now we're bringing into this country, by the latest numbers, extrapolating the most recent numbers, we're talking about over 3 million people a year coming into this country illegally. Nobody knows who they are, where they're going, what they're doing. Uh, it's crazy, and most of them are middle age. excuse me, middle age. They are military-age uh, males. Uh, not families, not women, uh, but males coming into this country, and they are not uh, Central American or uh, just South American. Uh, these are people coming from all over the world. In particular, uh, my concern is China, of course, and the Middle East. So I appreciate the call, Mike, and I couldn't agree with you more. Al and Yonkers, you're on Lou Dobbs Sunday. Great to have you with us. Good afternoon, Lou. Uh, good to speak to you. Yeah, Lou, uh, in regards to Henry Kissinger, mm -hmm. I, I think he did many good things uh, in regards under the uh, second term of President Nixon mm -hmm. when they opened up relations with Red China, with Mao and his number two, Chu and Lao. But uh, the bad things that occurred, like you said, was the uh, the campaign of bombings in Cambodia, which brought about the brutal the brutal dictator Pol Pot. Pol Pot killed millions and millions of people. They had the best picture of 1984 that alluded to that with Sam Waterson. Right. And Pol Pot spent his last days of his uh, his existence in the jungles of Cambodia. But that was the biggest tragedy. All those millions of people who were were killed and uh, by him and his uh, brutal inner circle. Yeah. I I, to the degree that you want to ascribe blame to Kissinger for that, I think you have to describe blame to the President of the United States, a, a series of them, uh, and a deception that ranged uh, before Kissinger uh, with President, uh, uh, President Johnson, uh, before him, President Kennedy. And by the way, people don't realize that the Vietnam War went back much uh, much uh, earlier to the uh, to the Eisenhower administration. That's when we started sending advisors into 
the uh, into Vietnam and set up what ultimately was to be, as you correctly stated, an incursion into Cambodia and Laos. Uh, it widened. Kissinger, I think, also, though, as much blame as he gets, has to be given great credit because he's also the one who came up with a, a solution for U.S. withdrawal uh, in the uh, in Paris. Uh, and and I think that, you know, I don't know many people who could have done a better job of uh, extrication once that decision was taken by President uh, President Nixon. So thank you for the call, Al. Appreciate it so much. Uh, Everett in, in the Bronx, you're on the Lou Dom Sunday. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I need to talk to you, and I need you to take my telephone number down because I don't think everything can be done on the phone right now. Okay. Uh, can May I make a suggestion, Everett? Uh, I'd like you to, uh, one of our, uh, our uh, caller, uh, caller folks will uh, take your number and we'll do that off the air. But I appreciate it. Everett, in the Bronx, thanks so much, and, and t- we'll take down your number. Uh, thanks so much. Kenny in Bayside, you're on Lou Dobbs Sunday. All right, Lou, and uh, because of open borders, every enemy of America has their people inside America. There are 40 million illegal aliens inside this country. Combine them with the people coming in legally. This is a transformation of a country to the hard left. You have to, folks have to realize that most of the country right now does not go to church on Sundays. They're watching the the goofy football game. Um, There are things that you can bring middle America. (laughs) Right. You could bring middle America into vote if you would go after affirmative action. I notice they don't go after it. They don't speak about it. Uh, stopping illegal immigration. I mean, they talk about a case by case deportations. That would take up 500 years to do something like that. Illegal immigration has to come to an end. And of course, uh, you talked about the boys that died in Vietnam. Let's not forget that the communist Chinese leaders were made into multi-billionaires by the establishment, corporate, and government establishment of America. Oh, don't doubt it. And by the way, if if you do doubt it, uh, just look at, just watch CNBC, uh, read the Wall Street Journal, whatever it may be, and you will see them touting uh, Chinese stocks, Chinese investments. All of these Wall Street firms suddenly are, are talking about investing uh, in China. It's been going on for some years now, but now it gets to be uh, really a, a bit much because that that capital should be used in this country, and U.S. investors should be investing in this nation. Um, and to do what uh, some of these firms have done, I won't mention names, but uh, some of the people in Wall Street, uh, the way in which they embrace the communist Chinese is is, is truly sickening, and they and and, and indifferent to the well-being of this country. So thanks a lot for the call. We're coming right back. We'll get to more calls right after this quick break. Uh, a reminder, 77WABC, the number is 800-848-9222, 800-848-9222. Lou Dobbs Sunday, great to be with you. Lou Dobbs Sunday. It's not just politics and business, but it is. This is Lou Dobbs Sunday on 77 WABC. We're back, and we appreciate you joining us here on Lou Dobbs Sunday. 
You know, I I have to say there are days where you just think this country has gone completely nuts, uh, and it, it'd be in some cases funny if it, if it weren't so serious. But we just watched 147 Republicans vote for the Section 702 of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, FISA. Uh, these are the people who were spied upon uh, in the House Intelligence Committee, the deep state, the CIA, the FBI, the Department of Justice, all of them benefiting from a little extra knowledge that they got by uh, wiretapping the Senate and and the House Intelligence Committees. It's outrageous. And then they spied on President Trump uh, from his campaign on, tried to overthrow him. And one of the things I love, folks, is people talk about the insurrectionists uh, on January 6th. It, that is the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard. Does anybody note that uh, this was an attempt by the Marxist Dems and the deep state to overthrow President Trump? from before his election in 2016, uh, throughout his entire administration. They were trying to hamstring this guy at every turn, and they did a pretty good job of it, I have to tell you. Uh, but the insurrection, let me just correct uh, everyone's uh, opinion on this. That insurrection started when you tr- saw this, uh, these, this Democratic Party, the deep state, the permanent bureaucracy, lying through their teeth, trying to frame the president, overthrow him. It was a coup d'etat uh, effort. Uh, and then they have the guts to go up in a January 6th committee, which was actually not legally constructed at all, and, and accuse him of insurrection and the protesters of insurrection. And the effect is you've got a bunch of people, who some of whom have been in prison in the D.C. gulags for three years without a trial. Think about that in America. In the United States of America, this corrupt Department of Justice and these corrupt Marxist dim prosecutors overcharging and oversentencing uh, these these demonstrators, some of whom did absolutely, most of whom did absolutely nothing. By the way, the Capitol is our house, right? That is our building. We have every right to be there, particularly if policemen are or, you know, escorting people in, waving them in. Uh, I'm trying to think of the uh, Clay Higgins, the name of the congressman. He says that he knows for a fact that there were two buses with uh, uh, there, so-called ghost buses, with FBI agents on them who were going uh, into uh, the January 6th protests. He knows, he says, that there were 200 FBI agents in the crowd that day, uh, and the implication is, of course, they were instigating. So I want to I want to get to uh, I want to get to Steve in Brooklyn on the on the two state solution. Is that is that right, Steve? Yes, that is correct. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Yes, I hear this two state solution is prescription for peace. That's hard I'm sorry? for me to believe. People believe that two state solution will lead to peace between Palestine and Israel. It's very hard to imagine that. If a two-state solution is a prescription for peace, why don't we name two states Russia and Ukraine? You have two states. Why there is no peace between them? Why there is no no peace between Germany Steve, and Poland? Steve, I like Poland? the way you think. I like the way you think. You know, I could, I could not believe in the aftermath of the October 7th massacre, President Biden is starts blathering about a two-state solution. And then Blinken, his Secretary of State, and again, 
uh, President Biden talking about a two-state solution. People don't, many people don't know uh, that Bibi Netanyahu is a state hero for a lot of reasons, but amongst them, he was a great warrior uh, for the state of Israel. He knows what it means to be in a fight and in a war because he's been in many. Uh, this is the right man, in my opinion, uh, if I may say so, Steve, to be leading Israel at this moment because Iran obviously has decided it, this is its moment to try, to try uh, to, uh, to destroy Israel. And these are only expressions of it, whether it be the Houthis, whether it be uh, the the uh, Hamas and Hezbollah and other militias going after going after Israel. It, it is just stunning to me to see this administration. I, I no longer know how much of what they do is corrupt. I don't know what is a plan because it's all so ignorant. Uh, this, there's no betrayal of knowledge of history of Israel uh, and, and Hamas and Iran and the Middle East. I don't believe they have any idea what they are doing. Uh, and by the way, here's some more evidence of it. I mean, he has actually pushed Saudi Arabia and many of the Gulf states right into the hands of Russia and China. Uh, it, all of this happening contemporaneously and none of it good for the United States or for the state of Israel. Do you agree, Steve? Yes, I think so. Let me add on a couple of words. Uh, Hamas has a written constitution, Hamas Palestinians, which asking for the destruction of Israel. To me, it appears like, why don't we put a wolf cage next to the sheep cage, make sure that there will be absolute peace between them. It's uh, uh, unlikely. Uh, let me add a, a couple of words on anti-Semitism. Anti is a long uh, Very quickly, Steve, we've got a lot of people trying to, to get here, if okay. you would. Uh, Bible, all the blessings to all nations come from, from the Jews. Wherever Jews are, the people are blessed, there is prosperity. Where there are no Jews, there is poverty. Take a look in Africa, Afghanistan, Pakistan, all countries where there are no Jews, everywhere is poverty. All countries where there are Jews, everywhere is progress and prosperity. If you want to destroy a country, take away the Jews, and then you will find, find poverty. Even we're talking about education, it used to be big university in uh, Germany, Heidelberg. No Jews, there is no Heidelberg. Harvard does does not like Jews. Harvard will go down as a second-rate university. I take your point, and I love your ideas. And I want to say something about the latter one. Steve, thanks so much for calling us. We appreciate it. And like I say, I love your ideas. And and your statements, I think, are absolutely correct. Uh, Did you know that Harvard University... The, all of the scandal around uh, Claudine Gay, the president, who refused to answer a question, a simple question, about uh, genocide uh, of the Jews. She could not answer it, neither could uh, the, the president of Penn, uh, UPenn, and the uh, president of MIT. It's horrible. But what is really amazing about Harvard is now the reports that they are trying to reduce the number of candidates for admission to Harvard to 2%, 2%. Now, I will tell you, I I believe the percentage of Jewish uh, students uh, when I was going to Harvard uh, 100 years ago was somewhere around 20%. I think it was that high. Do you know 
I, I don't understand whatever happened to meritocracy. Why should there be a quota system uh, on uh, on people? Uh, if you're going to have a quota system to boost people, should you have a quota to boost those with the most talent, the most uh, cap- capability, the most potential? Uh, you know, I could I could see at the margin, but when you start denying highly capable, highly intelligent, high high functioning people like those students that I went to school with. Uh, I, I think it's, as you say, Steve, I, I think it's suicidal. Uh, and I hope that Harvard comes and every other institution comes to its senses soon. Uh, we've got quick questions. Let's go to Tom in Mayopac. Right. You want to talk okay. to me about, what do you want to talk to me about here? I wanted to talk, talk well, several things. But the first one is, I want to tell you, I, I worked on a fishing boat out of Sheepshead Bay for many years. Great. And I wanted to tell you, I, I know that your, your wife is very much interested in a, a lot of things that happen with fish, but I wanted to tell you an interesting situation that happened with me while tide fishing off New Jersey and off, uh, uh, you know, parts of Long Island while I worked on the boat. A very interesting story about tide fish. I'll make it very simple. Could you I make it very short? Because we got Glory. so many people stacked up here, Tom, please. Okay, I'll do it very quick. I worked on a boat called the Glory. We were out fishing one night, tide fishing. And I was chumming in the beginning of the, of, of the boat where you know what that is. It's throwing yes. bait overboard. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, a lot of fish started to bite. And the wind was blowing. And it was unbelievable. And what happened is I kept catching a lot of big fish. And the captain's uh, father came down. He says, Tommy, do you, what's going on? I said, what do you mean? He says, where did all these fish come from? I said, I caught him. He said, do you see what's on the deck? I said, no. You know what was on the deck? Rocks. And he said to me, let me explain to you what happened. The, the, uh, what was on the deck? Eating because they expected a hurricane, and they also, after that, they ate the rocks so that they would have ballast in there. That's an interesting story about the fish that ah. most people don't know. I, I never knew that. Okay. Uh, if you want to get me, you can get me at 917. Okay. I, you know, I think, yeah, I think that you should give that number uh, just to uh, to our call Uh our call, folks. Uh, we're uh, going to come back here in just a moment with more of Lou Dobbs Sunday. I have to tell you, folks, I-, I didn't know where that was going, but I learned something. <laughs> I did not know that fish ate rocks uh, for uh, for ballast. Good to know. And uh, we're coming right back uh, with Lou Dobbs Sunday. Always a surprise. Always some fun. Always a great conversation. Thanks for being with us. We'll be right back with Lou Dobbs Sunday. Give us a call. Lou Dobbs Sunday is on the air on 77 WABC. Welcome back, and great to have you with us on this beautiful Sunday in America. Well, it's if you don't mind a little rain, a little snow if you're in the Midwest, wherever you are, uh, it's still a beautiful day in America. Uh, I want to turn to uh, to the World Health Organization and Judith in Brooklyn. What What's on your mind? Thank you, Lou. Uh, yes, um, among all the evils and dictatorship that we're having right here, okay, let me add on and shine a light. I wanted to mention the World Health Organization that people are not talking about. And Biden, he has sent, um, you know, unofficial delegates to sign on to their corrupt dictates, and that's what they are. They will literally imprison all of us in some sort of digital gulag, 
on every level, Lou. They talk about the CDC. They will control our travel. They will control our passports. And China is a huge controller of this World Health Organization. And I'm wondering, Lou, if you could get in touch with Congresswoman Michelle Bachman. She knows so much about it. Sure. And I wonder if you could get her on your show so we can be enlightened by what the, what they're all about, because this is this is more dangerous than anything. The world health and the way Biden secretly has no official right to do that. And he wants to sign on and they will control everything, everything. Well, you're exactly right about the World Health Organization. And interestingly, the Biden administration is trying to make the CDC, the NIH, everything subordinate to the World Health Organization, and importantly, everyone should know that WHO, the World Health Organization, is a United Nations agency. And this is part of the drive to a one-world government, and it is absolutely everything that Judith says it is and even more. We'll have to take this up. Let's take this up next week, too. Uh, we'll talk about it because it really deserves some some time. Uh, the the effort of this administration, this regime of Joe Biden, uh, has has done some of the most underhanded. It's it's skullduggery. It is uh, absolutely, in my opinion, treason. What he is doing uh, to this nation. Where else? What other leader do you know in the world who would open up a two thousand mile long border and just say, "Come on in" to the world uh, without any? Any vetting of the people coming in uh, without any concern about the cost of the health services, the social services that are necessary. Uh, And by the way, you don't suppose that we're going to see a big move here in 2024 upcoming for the election. Those people are going to probably get plenty of credentials to vote, uh, whether it be driver's licenses or other some some other sort of credential. But Judith, to your point. The World Health Organization is to be uh, watched very carefully, and I be- And what really is disturbing is that this president has made the CDC uh, unrecognizable. It was once a, a center, uh, Centers for Disease Control. Some of the finest public health doctors in the world were there. It's been turned into a political organization. So, Judah, thank you for the call. We appreciate it very much. And welcome to Lou Dobbs Sunday. Marvin. In Queens. Yeah, so across the street from my house, this guy called about uh, rocks and fish. Uh-huh. I saw three, U- three cigar-shaped UFOs across the street from my house. They were doing a dance in the clouds, and they disappeared after about five minutes. So if you don't think your UFOs are real, uh, just look out there in the sky. They're all over the place. Well, apparently, Marvin, uh, thank you for you know alerting us to it. Uh, by the way, we just double checked, and uh, no question about it, some fish do eat rocks for ballast, and uh, I had never heard that. Uh, my wife, of course, says she knew it all along, uh, and we did. <laughs> it's very embarrassing, but anyway, uh, what what color were these UFOs? Uh, these were cigar-shaped, and they had a red ring in front of their nose, and they were dancing up and down through the clouds <laughs> about five minutes and then disappeared. Now, why is the United States covering up UFOs? Tell me that. 
Well, you know, I don't know. I really don't know. I think our people are going to see a lot of things that are going to be very strange in the skies, particularly the nice skies on, say, Christmas Eve. Uh, and we look forward to those reports from uh, NORAD again. I always love NORAD as they watch. They pick up UFOs of all kinds, Marvin, as you know. Uh, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Uh, I want to say, too, this business about UFOs. There is something. Every time Biden gets into trouble, they find water on Mars or they find water on the moon, or they start talking about UFOs. It's the craziest thing. Uh, they now are admitting they've got UFOs, so they don't have to admit that they are uh, a, a, an administration that's trying to destroy America. And it, and I have to say, it is more interesting. UFOs are more interesting uh, if you have the full history and the, an agency de- devoted to it, but you don't devote, say, half that budget to building a wall and improving the security of our borders and perhaps, just perhaps, trying to manage the economy just a little better, uh, also bringing home troops from areas around the world where they have absolutely no business. And uh, I, and even if, if they don't, you know, Biden, we'd let you have another $10 billion for Ukraine if you just bring our troops home. Uh, I think that would be a good trade-off, don't you? So we are at the close of another Lou Dobbs Sunday. I want to say to all of you still on the phones, uh, call back next week. We will give you priority because I feel badly that we didn't get to everyone. Can we do that? Ava, can we do that? All right. And uh, we'll give you priority, and we hope you'll join us because we've got a lot to talk about because as we are uh, ending this extraordinary year, uh, we are going to prepare for one that is even more extraordinary, and that'll be the election of 2024 uh, with a, a president who is obviously ebbing. He is even weaker than he began uh, and the, the nation more vulnerable. We thank you for being with us. We wish you a great week. God bless you. <laughs>